Hello everyone. Today we'll start with the last chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Chapter 18. Conclusion: The perfection of renunciation. Actually, the Bhagavad Gita is finished in 17 chapters. The 18th chapter is a supplementary summarization of the topics discussed before. In every chapter of Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna stresses that devotional service unto the supreme personality of Godhead is the ultimate goal of life. This same point is summarized in the 18th chapter as the most confidential path of knowledge in the first 6 chapters stress was given to devotional service of all yogis or transcendentalist one who always thinks of me within himself is best in the next 6 chapters pure devotional service and its nature and activity were discussed in the third six chapters knowledge renunciation the activities of material nature and transcendental nature and devotional service were described it was concluded that all acts should be performed in conjunction with the supreme lord represented by the words om tat sat which indicate vishnu the supreme person the third part of bhagavad gita has shown that devotional service and nothing else is the ultimate purpose of life in every scripture every veda devotional service is the objective that is explained in bhagavad gita arjuna wants to clarify the two distinct subjects matters of bhagavad gita namely renunciation tyag and the renounced order of life sanyas the supreme personality of god had said the giving up of activities that are based on material desire is what great learned men call the renounced order of life that is sanyas and giving up the results of all activities is what the wise call renunciation tyag some learned men declare that all kinds of fruitive activities should be given up as faulty yet other sages maintain that acts of sacrifice charity and penance should never be abandoned arjuna now hear my judgment about renunciation Renunciation is declared in the scriptures to be of three kinds. 
acts of sacrifice charity and penance are not to be given up they must be performed indeed sacrifice charity and penance purify even the great souls all these activities should be performed without attachment or any expectation of result they should be performed as a matter of duty that is my final opinion prescribed duties should never be renounced if one gives up his prescribed duties because of illusion such renunciation is said to be in the mode of ignorance anyone who gives up prescribed duties as troublesome or out of fear of bodily discomfort is said to have renounced in the mode of passion such action never leads to the elevation of renunciation o arjuna when one performs his prescribed duty only because it ought to be done and renounces all material association and all attachment to the fruit his renunciation is said to be in the mode of goodness the intelligent renouncer situated in the mode of goodness neither hateful of inauspicious work nor attached to the auspicious work has no doubts about work it is indeed impossible for an embodied being to give up all activities but he who renounces the fruit of action is called one who has truly renounced for one who is not renounced the threefold fruits of action desirable undesirable and mixed accrue after death but those who are in the renounced order of life have no such result to suffer or enjoy according to the vedanta there are five causes for the accomplishment of all action now learn of these from me the place of action that is the body the performer the various senses the many different kinds of endeavor and ultimately the super soul these are the five factors of action whatever right or wrong action a man performs by body mind or speech is caused by these five factors therefore one who thinks himself the only doer not considering the five factors 
is certainly not very intelligent and cannot see things as they are one who is not motivated by false ego whose intelligence is not entangled though he kills men in this world does not kill nor is he bound by his actions knowledge the object of knowledge and the knower are the three factors that motivate action the senses the work and the doer are the three constituents of action according to the three different modes of material nature there are three kinds of knowledge action and performer of action now hear of them from me that knowledge by which one undivided spiritual nature is seen in all living entities though they are divided into innumerable forms you should understand to be in the mode of goodness that knowledge by which one sees that in every different body there is a different type of living entity you should understand to be in the mode of passion and that knowledge by which one is attached to one kind of work as the all in all without knowledge of the truth is said to be in the mode of darkness that action which is regulated and which is performed without attachment without love or hatred and without desire for fructitive results is said to be in the mode of goodness but action performed with great effort by one seeking to gratify his desires and enacted from a sense of false ego is called action in the mode of passion that action performed in illusion in disregard of scriptural injunctions and without concern for future bondage or for violence or distress caused to others is said to be in the mode of ignorance one who performs his duty without association with the modes of material nature without false ego with great determination and enthusiasm and without wavering in success or failure is said to be a worker in the mode of goodness the worker who is attached to work and the fruits of work desiring to enjoy those fruits and who is greedy always envious impure and moved by joy and sorrow is said to be in the mode of passion 
the worker who is always engaged in work against the injunctions of the scripture who is materialistic cheating and expert in insulting others and who is lazy always morose and procrastinating is said to be a worker in the mode of ignorance now please listen as i tell you in detail of the different kinds of understanding and determination according to the three modes of material nature that understanding by which one knows what ought to be done and what ought not to be done what is to be feared and what is not to be feared what is binding and what is liberating is in the mode of goodness that understanding which cannot distinguish between religion and irreligion between action that should be done and action that should not be done is in the mode of passion that understanding which considers irreligion to be religion and religion to be irreligion under the spell of illusion and darkness and strives always in the wrong direction is in the mode of ignorance that determination which is unbreakable which is sustained with steadfastness by yoga practice and which thus controls the activities of the mind life and senses is determination in the mode of goodness but that determination by which one holds fast to fructitive results in religion economic development and sense gratification is of the nature of passion and that determination which cannot go beyond dreaming fearfulness lamentation illusion such unintelligent determination is in the mode of darkness now please hear from me about the three kinds of happiness by which the conditioned soul enjoys and by which he sometimes comes to the end of all distress that which in the beginning may be just like poison but at the end is just like nectar and which awakens one to self realization is said to be happiness in the mode of goodness that happiness which is derived from contact of the senses with their objects and which appears like nectar at first but poison at the end is said to be the nature of passion and that happiness which is blind to self realization which is delusion from beginning to end and which arises from sleep laziness and illusion is said to be of the nature of ignorance 
there is no being existing either here or among the demigods in the higher planetary systems which is freed from these three modes of material nature by following qualities of work every man can become perfect now please hear from me how this can be done by worship of the lord who is the source of all beings and who is all pervading a man can attain perfection through performing his own work everyone should think that he is engaged in a particular type of occupation by rishikesha the master of the senses and by the result of the work in which one is engaged the supreme personality of godhead shri krishna should be worshiped if one thinks always in this way in full krishna consciousness then by the grace of the lord he becomes fully aware of everything that is the perfection of life the lord says in the bhagavad gita the supreme lord himself takes charge of delivering such a devotee that is the highest perfection of life in whatever occupation one may be engaged if he serves the supreme lord he will definitely achieve the highest perfection of life we will continue this chapter in the next episode thank you so much